Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Matthew 24, verse number 42, starting there, reading down through 44. I believe we're living in a serious hour. If there is ever a time that the enemy is attacking families, church family, I believe since, really, really been doing it since the first of the year, it's like he's everything he can pour out on the church, he's pouring out. Anything to discourage you, trouble you, tear you down. And tonight I want to preach for you. Hallelujah. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doeth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man comes. God, I pray tonight that you would move upon these lips of clay. I'm standing, Lord, here. I want to be food on the table. I want to be the encourager, Lord. Lord, I want to be the mender of brokenness tonight, Lord, to put back together what the enemy, Lord, has thought to destroy. That God, even now, you can revive the pieces and put them together and make it better, God, than it ever was before because you are God. And I'm asking you to bring our minds together. Lord, I need your anointing. I need your direction. Oh, God, I realize, Lord, the awesomeness, God, of this Lord, Word of God, that it needs to speak to people, that it needs to touch in men tonight. Help me, O God, to follow Thy leading, God. Anoint the lips of clay, anoint the minds, and bring them together, God, for such a time as this. I pray it, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Tonight, if I could, for just a little while, I want to preach on this subject. Protect your house. Protect your house. Protect your house. In fact, if you knew that there was going to be a break-in at your house tonight, you would be preparing. Right? You would not leave a stone unturned. You would make every effort to make sure that everything was safe. And you would be on the watch. Amen. You would do everything possible to prevent 
or to be ready to stop the intruder. And I want to tell you right now, church, that we are in the night season in this world. And the thief is preparing right at this moment that we are speaking to break into your house. One of the hardest hit areas of our world today is the family unit. The devil knows if he can break in our family, he has a greater chance of breaking into the church family. Because families make up the church family. And something that he is hitting so hard, and it's, I want you to know this has come home to the apostolic church as well. He has come and he has attacked marriages right and left. And I am so tired of the devil attacking people that are trying to serve God and to do their best. And here it comes. Praise the Lord. And I want you to know, he is working on marriages in the church. Let me tell you, he works on ministers, pastors, just the same as he does anybody else. And the thinking is today, if we're not careful, we're living in this type. I'm not saying this in the church, but I'm saying that there is a thinking in the world today, okay? But it does sometimes catch on in the church. But there is a thinking in our world today, if I could just get away from Mr. or Mrs. Wrong. Come on. If I could just get away from them, then I could go out and find a Mr. or Miss Wright. Amen. But I want to tell you something tonight. As soon as the minister put you and your choice, come on, together, that became Mr. Wright or Miss Wright to you because... The Lord does not advocate divorce. There is reasons, okay? Understand, I'm not shutting anybody down or cutting you out. But I'm saying that this is a problem that's in our world today and it has worked its way into the church that there is now 27 to 30% of marriages that are dissolved inside the church. That bothers me. Don't like to see that. But I want you to know that Matthew 19 and 6 says, Wherefore, they are no more twain, when you've been put together, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. Hallelujah. So church, I'm telling you, there is a Mr. Right, and there is a Mrs. Right. And I'm going to tell you, over the years, my wife and I have had all the spats that you can think of. But here we are going on 49 years later and we're still together. Brother Fred, 50, almost 50 years later, you and Sister Linda are still together. I'm going to tell you that marriage is still right in the sight of God. And the devil don't like it when people can stay together that long. And he's going to try his best to bust you up and tear your family apart. Amen? 
I'm standing in the place that I know what I'm talking about. When I have got children that's in that place, then I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Out of five of them, two of them is in that place. And I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. Therefore, your marriage is now consummated by God whenever the minister puts you together. This marriage thing is taking too lightly. I'm not going to stay on this long. Amen. You think the enemy doesn't try to break up our home? Come on. Hallelujah. But I want you to know you are so wrong. Hallelujah. We still have spats. One time it's my problem. The next time it may be her problem. But we don't throw in the towel when we have a spat. Come on. You know what we do? We go to God. Say, Lord, you help me. Help me to get rid of my wrong, Lord. Help me, Lord, to mend this thing. It isn't time to throw in the towel and say, I'll just go down and get a divorce. No, sir. I'm going to mend this thing. i got a family to keep together. Not only that, I've got a ministry that's got to go forward. Come on, church. Hallelujah. We've got a church that needs to go forward, and the devil wants to destroy it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In fact, if I could say it like this, we don't throw in the towel. We can just say the, the devil made us do it. I didn't hear no amen. I guess you're so righteous that it don't work in your home. Let me tell you, there is no such thing as a perfect marriage. People can tell you that, but it's not so. Hallelujah. Marriages was made in heaven, but the maintenance is done down here. Hallelujah. Come on. The maintenance is done right here, and it's up to you and I and God. The threefold cord, it's you and your wife and God. And if we'll tie that thing together, it'll be all right. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. 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 He's trying to break up our house. He wants to ruin your family, your marriage, and my marriage, and my family. He wants to ruin our witness. Come on. He has broken in your house to destroy you. He's broken in to destroy your home. He's broken in to destroy your witness. Come on. Hallelujah. He's broke in to ruin your relationship, not only with your family, but with God. Come on. And he'll do anything he can. You see, if he can break up your natural marriage, he thinks maybe I can break into the spiritual marriage and maybe I can tear it up because he's got a lot better chance if he can break up your natural marriage to break up the spiritual marriage. Oh, oh Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, I'm going to try not to stay here long. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Six out of ten second marriages fail. Six out of ten marriages fail the second time around. I want to tell you something. You carry baggage from your first marriage into your second 
You better have help from God. Hallelujah. The answer is God in your first marriage. Come on, that's the answer. It's God. Come on, it's God, church. It's God in us. It's Christ in us. The hope of glory. Come on. I need him in my marriage. Come on. Hallelujah. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for her. She has, she has stood beside me all these years. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in disagreement, we sit down and talk about it. Come on. Hallelujah. Got to make it right. Now, I wanna, I'm not going to stay there long because I, I want to get someplace else. I want to get someplace positive because I can see that he's trying to break in our homes. Come on. I can see that he's trying to get, he's trying to get through our door. Come on. He's trying to break in our house, if you please, our home, if you please. He, he, wants, to, he wants to get into our home. He wants to destroy our kids. Come on. Hallelujah. There is another break-in tactic that I want to talk about. I really need a break from working in the church. I really need a break. That's the last thing you need. When I started teaching back, I don't even know how many years ago, I never quit teaching. In fact, new jobs, hallelujah, just kept being added until finally the Lord called me to be a pastor. And then the jobs began to snowball. And I haven't quit even as a bishop. There will always be something to do in God's kingdom. And everybody in the church, the Lord wants involved. Everybody in this house has got a job to do. There's none of us that are to sit on our pew and do nothing. Only come to church. Come on. Hallelujah. Everybody in here has got something to add. Hallelujah. Every male was to come before a man once a year and they was not to come empty. They was to bring something. I'm going to tell you, I believe it's God's will that every person come to church, bring something and put something. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about worship. I'm talking about an addition to the worship in the church. Glory. I get worried about people that come in and don't worship. I get worried about people that come in and they're there, but they're not there. Come on. Hallelujah. They come and they're taking up space, but I wonder if they're really doing something. I wonder what they're doing in the house of God. It worries me. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, the enemy can break in your house while you're at church. He will, he will attack you right on the very pew of the church. Even on the front pew, Brother Travis, the enemy would like to attack you and tear you down. Come on. Hallelujah. He don't like it, Brother Pat, because you're here. Hallelujah. He don't like it, saints, because you are here. Hallelujah. He wants to break in. But I'm going to tell you, we need to be watchmen 
on the walls of our household. And we need to be watching because I, know, I tell you, church, I know he's trying to break in my home. There is a times I get up of the night or in the wee hours of the morning usually and I'll walk through my house rebuking the devil because I know he wants in my house. Come on. And I'm going to pray against the enemy that's in my house. If I feel him there, I'm going to run him out. And I've had people to walk through the door, amen, that come into my home. And that may have been my own family. Come on, I've got unsaved kids, amen, that walk through the door. And when they left, there was something that was left there. And I've got up and I've prayed about it. Me and my wife has joined hands. And we drove that spirit out of our house. You know why? The devil wants to break in your house. He wants to destroy your walk with God. He wants to destroy your home and your marriage hallelujah so I'm going to pray on those spirits I'm going to pray against them hallelujah hallelujah there will always be something to do hallelujah in fact I want to tell you this the times in my life when the battles seemed to be the hardest when I was attacked the hardest Hallelujah. Were the times that I felt closest to the Lord. Hallelujah. When you spend less time with God, it gives the devil more time with you. Come on now. I'm, I'm, I want to caution you, church. Don't ever get to the place you think, well, I need a rest. I need to sit back. No, you need to keep on working. Hallelujah. Come on. Put you the kingdom of God first and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. I'm going to tell you, I've, 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 come on, I've, I've studied and I've, I've prayed and I've sought God and, and, I, and I've preached and I've preached and taught and I taught till I didn't think I had any more, Pastor. Uh, when you just run out and, and you felt from dry, you know. But I want to tell you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Your strength comes from God. Come on, the devil wants to break in your house and said, you're not able. But I want to tell somebody right now, you are able. You can do it. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. 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 Whether you know it or not, there's times that pastors, ministers feel like staying at home. But you know what? Get up and come anyway. Hallelujah. Fleshly, don't feel like standing behind that pulpit and giving you a word from God. But it's a job that God gave me. Not a job, but it's a gift that He's given me to do it. And i got to fulfill the calling on my life. Let me tell somebody in here, when you come to church, if you don't do nothing, you're not fulfilling the calling that God put on your life. He led, come on, He wanted this to be a praying church, a worshiping church, come on. He wanted us to be about our Father's business. Glory. Hallelujah. It's our job at First Apostolic Church. Amen. It is our job to evangelize this city. And we better be doing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The more time you spend ar around the world, the more you'll begin to act like them. 
the more you are disengaged in church, the more you become engaged in the world. Well, now, I'm, I might as well just preach what I feel. I'm, I'm not here to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm here to lift you up. But I just want you to know it's the enemy's tactic to tell you that, hey, you just need a little rest from church. Bless God, you need, you need a little rest from what you're doing. Hey, it's too strenuous on you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, yeah, it's strenuous on me, but I'm going to tell you. As a diabetic, it's strenuous, but I'm going to tell you something. I need to be about my father's business. I find out if I'm harder at work for him, my diabetes is a whole lot better. Come on, church. Hallie, come on. He wants to tear you down and destroy you. Oh, he's trying his best right now to break in your house. Oh, yeah, he breaks in the older people's house. But I'm going to tell you, Brother Terry, he wants in your house with all them young people. Oh, yes. Glory. He wants in Brother and Sister Mason's house. Brother Andy, you haven't got nobody to kind of help push you to church. He wants in your house. Oh, oh, oh yes. Glory. Ty, he wants in your house. He don't want you to be encouraged to come to church. He wants to tell you there's no use. There's nobody cares for you. You just might as well stay at home. There ain't nobody loves you. I'm here to tell the devil he's a liar. He's only trying to break in your house. He's trying to break in your fellowship with God. He's trying to break it up, church. Church, if he can't get mom and dad, he goes to the kids. Because if he can get mom and dad, then it's a lot easier to get the kids. It's hard to live for God since daddy don't live for God. Mom don't live for God. Isn't it, Brother Andy? It's a lot easier to stay home, isn't it? This guy's telling you the truth. It's a lot easier. You know what? It's a lot easier for the kids to stay home when the parents stay home. We need to guard our family. Come on. I need to be a church. If nothing more, my children's right here. One of them don't live around here, but the other one does. She comes like on a Sunday morning. Nothing would do her better. Come on, no, she wouldn't like it. But the truth is, nothing would do the devil better than mom and dad would just stay home. And she come and say, what's going on here? Well, I might as well stay home too. The grandkids see us. They say, hey, I might as well stay home too. Come on, church. I'm telling you, the devil wants to break in your house and my house, and he wants to destroy our relationship with God and our family. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, 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 you better keep a watch on your door. Come on, you better protect your house. I'm telling you, the enemy's got to watch out. I'm telling you, he, he's, he's got a contract out on your family. Any of you people that's here, I'm telling you, he's got a contract out on your family. He's got a contract on your children. He's got a contract on your marriage. 
He wants to see it dissolved and torn apart. But I'm telling you, God is with you and no weapon formed against you will prosper. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. The more disengaged you become in church, the more you become engaged in the world. If you disengage yourself of church, if you're not careful, you begin to pick up some things that you laid down way back when. You're picking them up again. You're doing them all over again. It wasn't your intention. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you'd done it and was glad you'd done it. You was trying to do it. But I'm telling you, the enemy is subtile. Come on. He, he tricked Eve in. He tricked her through the word of God. She wasn't listening good. Oh, if only Adam would have told her. Come on. If only Adam would have told her what God really said. He'll twist the word to make you look at it differently. It says something different than it was supposed to say. Oh, I'm going to tell you, it's nothing more, hallelujah, than the, the enemy, the thief, is trying to break in your house. He, 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 he causes you to pick some things back up. Oh, understand, I'm not saying you don't have anything. Come on now. I want to get on your level. I'm not saying you don't have anything. What I'm saying tonight as bishop is you don't have enough. Come on, I'm telling you, 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 you. It's not that you don't have anything. You just don't have enough. I'm going to tell you, I don't know about you, but I need every time I come to church. Come on, every time I darken those church doors, I'm listening for a word from God. You know why? Because it's going to help me this week in my walk with God. He wants to tear you down. He don't want you to hear the word. He don't want you to be encouraged. He don't want you to be lifted up. He wants to discourage you to the place that you'll stay home and say, what's the use? You better protect your house. You better protect it. He's after you. He's after your kids. Come on. He's after your grandkids. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to give you a word of encouragement to you who have taught children or any age group. I want to, I want to give you a word of encouragement. Let me tell you who you are. You're superheroes. God laid this on me. Hallelujah. And I began to hunt up some things. And I just brought a few because if I brought everything, this platform, Hartel, wouldn't, probably wouldn't hold them all. Just in case some of you kids that's been through our church still in it right now thinks that be a pastor then didn't keep memorials. I still do. There was a set of them that I, I don't know, I don't hope they didn't get shuffled lost in the move when we moved to town seven years ago, but could be. I want to tell you something. It means something. I'm going to tell you, you teachers that have taught down through the years and are still teaching right now, I want you to know you're superheroes. You hear that? Superheroes. You keep that in your mind because I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, they're superheroes. Hallelujah. And I put some things up here and 
Some of you that's even married now might recognize. Of course, I've got a bunch more down there. I've got room to put them all up. But I, I, just, I just brought a little bit. Hallelujah. You're superheroes because, look at here. Pastor, this is when I was pastor. Pastor, we are lifting up our hands in prayer. For you, we love you. And they put their handprint. In other words, there's a prayer going on in the classroom for the pastor from little kids. Come on, church. You know what? The devil wants to break in your house and ruin those kids. Sister Shay, there's some of them that I run across that's not here anymore. Sister Shay, you're still here. And I'm going to let you know you're in, that was in that age group. Because you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you. And then there was this little sign of Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. And they put Jesus on that. Well, I'm telling you. And it made tears start rolling down my cheek because I looked down here and it said from Taterbug. God, help us. Not to let the enemy destroy our house. It could be your family. It can be my. Hey, she is part of my family. Come on. Hallelujah. I've seen the enemy. Come on. Sift some of them out of our midst. And I have prayed and I've prayed, Brother, Brother Terry and Sister Rhonda. I have prayed. The devil has come in and he sifted them out of our midst. And he has no right to them. Once they have, come on, repented, been baptized in Jesus' name. The infilling of the Holy Ghost. He has no right to them. They're gods. And I'm reclaiming in them in the name of Jesus. I'm reclaiming my daughters. Come on. I'm reclaiming my grandchildren. Enemy, you're a liar. I take authority over you. In the name of Jesus. That name is above everything. I don't know whose class this was in. Maybe some of the teachers in here probably recognize it. Sister Rhonda recognizes him. Sister Sheila, there were some more that I couldn't find. What they were, they were certificates. It was all those kids that had vowed they wanted to be part of the pastor's prayer team, and they signed certificates. That's the ones I couldn't find. I remember a whole, whole class that signed them and brought them to me, and one after another they began to give them to me. You think that won't encourage a pastor? Oh, glory. Come on, if we could all have the faith of a child. Oh, Jesus. I'm going I'm to encourage my daughter tonight. I'm going to encourage Rhonda tonight. Because when my daddy was alive, there was something about my daughter Rhonda that daddy took hold of and any time that daddy was going through something or needed prayer he would tell Ron say you pray for Papa and she prayed for Papa hallelujah and Papa got better you know why because her faith has soared come on but in such a time as this the devil has worked on Sister Rhonda's faith and tried to tear it down I'm here to tell you hun build up your holy faith 
God is still real. He's still wonderful. He's still doing things in the house of God. I'm going to tell you, that's his way, trying to break into your house and destroy you. Jesus. Sister Shay, I'm glad you were one of those little bitty bald-headed babies set back here on this side in the first church. This is the third bit. Don't get embarrassed. I love you to death. Now she's teaching the kids. Her husband is teaching the kids. Come on. He's an iron sharpened of iron. Come on, God's about to do something. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Brother Daniel, Sister Christy, I'm telling you, there's a baby about to come into your world. But I'm going to tell you, if he could destroy you before, come on, so you wouldn't lead that, ch- that child in the right direction. That's what he's after. Come on, church. We got to stand up and take notice. We got to get guards at our doors. The enemy is after your family. He wants to tear you apart and destroy you. Brother Fred knows he's got some out there, him, Sister Linda. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Oh, God. I cry and I pray for him all the time. Oh, I pray for my brother. Here he is. He'll soon be 70 years old and he don't know God. Brother Fred, never been in an altar before. 71. That's right. You'll, you're on that other end. He's right behind him. He'll be 70. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. You you all better stay with me a little bit. I want to tell you something. You know what? The devil would love it if he could get this 65-year-old to just kind of... He'd love it, Brother Fred, if he could get that 69-year-old guy to say, forget it. The kids ain't going to live it, neither am I. We won't say much about Sister Linda because she, she and I runs pretty close together. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you know what? He wants to destroy. If he could do that, somebody that's been walking with the Lord a while, there's something about it that makes him feel so good. Oh, Jesus. Anybody remember this? I remember it. It was right here in this church. Brother Terry, I was in a wee hours in the morning the other night, and the Lord brought this to my memory back a week or two ago or so. Some of this stuff has come late, just this late stuff. Hallelujah. I remember this. He had all the kids to put a bottle and a mustard seed inside and some oil. Man, if we could all have the faith of the grain of mustard seed, we could say unto yon mountain to be thou removed and cast into the sea. And the Bible said it would be done.
Still got that bottle. Evidently, it got loose and it lost part of it. I'm going to say, tell you something. I got the anointing in my pocket. I'm waiting for, I'm just waiting for God to do something about that. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm talking about looking back to where we come from and knowing what the devil liked. Can I tell you how Brother Terry was one? I'm not going to go into particulars or anything, but him and I made a deal. I said, you got to promise me one time to church. <laughs> once is enough. Come on. If the Spirit of God is moving, once is enough. That's why we need to be on it, church. When we come through the doors, we need to be worshiping and praising God with all of our might. Who knows who will come through our door? And he's still here. And his lovely wife and their children are still here. Yeah, you're lovely, sister. Who, me? I won't ever forget Sister Rhonda laying in Sister Roberta's lap. I believe it was on the second pew at church camp. It would have been out on this side if we had it turned around. And she was speaking in a heavenly language. She has never ever been the same since. You think the devil wouldn't like to destroy things before you even put your family together? I'm telling you, he wants to. But he likes it even better if he can do it afterwards. Jesus, protect your house. Safeguard it. Come on, don't, don't let the enemy have an inch in your house. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank God for little hands that are lifted in prayer for the pastor. Thank God for children that would make an oath as young kids back in those days. I believe it's a little younger than they were then, or a little older than they were then. And they signed and said, we want to be a part of the pastor's prayer team. God, I begin to look through some of them. There's so many of them, Sister Shay, that we need to pray about. Sister Rebecca Lambert was in one of those. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Would you get this burden with me? Come on, I'm feeling this. God has been laying this on me now for two months. And I'm feeling the burden of it. I've been praying for a revival of restoration. I'm tired of them being wandering out in sin. Danielle Camden was one of them. Oh, glory. My favorite little redhead, little Sarah. Oh, I don't care how old she gets, she'll still always be pastor's little Sarah. And she's not here, so I can't embarrass her. 
But I want, to, I, want, I want you to know something. Brother Terry and Sister Rhonda, as I was studying, as I was going through these memorials that I had saved, these treasures, I call them treasures, that I had saved. I run on to one from little Sarah. And she had drawn a little stick man. And she was like down on the knee, you know. And she said something on there, and I thought there was a lot of kids that would not admit this. She said, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at praying. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell you, you're superheroes. Teach the children to pray. Teach them that there is good things that come out of prayer. Teach them that God is answering their prayer. He'll listen to a child when he wants an adult. Come on. Their faith is strong and they're innocent children. God will answer your prayer. Hallelujah. Would you go to sleep on me, Trevor? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. The bottle of oil. Brother Terry, thank you for the bottle of oil. Y'all superheroes. Many of you in this church are superheroes and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize the weight that you carry. Somebody's watching you. There's a kid that's been watching you all these years, and they've, wanted, they've watched us make sure you didn't mess up. And when you don't mess up, they think this thing is real. There's something to this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. I want to read Romans 13, verse 14. I'm about to get to the brand new, brand new part, the last part. But put you on. Everybody said, put on. The Lord Jesus Christ. And make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Somebody said, put on. You've got to put him on. And to put him on, you've got to have help. Because he's a tight fit. Come on. You gotta put on Jesus. Come on. If you want to make it through the hard places, you gotta put on Jesus. You can't leave him off and get any place. Every one of you in here has got to have on Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. He's he's a snug fit. Come on. Because few there be that find it. 
Come on. There's no looseness in this way. This is a way that's straight. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. I need help to put him on. When you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, you become like him. In essence, when you put on his robe, you are him. Because you are the only, come on, Jesus that this world is going to see. That's it. Do it, son. I'm going to give him a new superhero. Come on. Hallelujah. You know what? Because Jesus is the only superhero. Spider-Man in the superhero. Iron Man in it. Batman, isn't it? But I'm going to tell you, Jesus is. Come on. That's play stuff. But honey, this ain't play. This is for real. Come on. Jesus don't need gloves to climb a wall. He don't need to shoot the spideys up there so he can climb up them and swing off of them. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. You got to put him on. And if you're going to wear his clothes, then you got to strive to be like him. There is too many that's wearing the clothes, but they're not like him. Come on. Holiness without which no man shall see God. Come on. Hallelujah. If you're going to display his name, then take on his character. In a movie, when a person takes on the character, they become him, literally. They have to be his character. Come on. His speech, his dress. Come on. When you're going to be like Jesus, you've got to be like him. Don't say you're a Christian and act like the devil. Come on, come on. We've got some talking to do, and it's right talking. Those words that he wouldn't use, you don't need to use either. Oh, my, man, I'm walking on thin ice. I'm not fall through. Somebody going to help me out? Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to put on his clothes. I want to be like him. I don't want to dishonor him. Come on, church. I don't want you to dishonor God. Come on. I want you to be like him. I want you to take on his character. Oh, I want it to be the place, Brother Terry, that when they look, they're not sure whether it's you or Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. We need to be like him. Take on his character. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know, forever, the only superhero is Jesus. Trevor's superhero is Jesus. Right there. I may have to get you one of them. I may have to get you a cape like that. Oh, yes. I want to tell you, Trevor. 
You want to be the Bible man? He wants to be a preacher. That's what I call the Bible man. Come on. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, Jesus is the only one that can do the impossible. Come on. Somebody say amen. I said he is the only one that can do the impossible. Oh, oh Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible. But with God all things are possible. Luke 1, 37. For with God nothing. Everybody said nothing. With God nothing shall be impossible. With God nothing shall be impossible. And we're afraid of the devil when we got all of heaven on our side and Jesus is on our side, I don't know about you, but I feel like reclaiming. Come on. These that have fell away because they're not the devils anyway, we need to take back what the devil has stole from us. This cape is more or less one size fits all. Let me tell you, Jesus' garment is one size fits all. The only difference, it's got to stretch a little bigger on some. But honey, go ahead and stretch it. It won't break. Oh, yes. Brother DePriest, the same garment I got on, you got on. Brother Terry, the same garment I got on, you got on. Sister Shay, the same garment I got on, you got on. And Brother Daniel's got on. Think about that a little while. And it fits you, and it fits him. Come on. Come on. Amen. Let me tell you. Oh, Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to hurry, y'all. Oh, Jesus. Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Do the impossible. Superhero. Jesus is a superhero. He can do all things. There is nothing that is impossible with him. Now, listen, Trev. You listen now. You don't need a mask. Come on. When you wear this, you don't need a mask because when you got Jesus in your heart, he shines forth on your face. (laughs) Come on. If you really got Jesus in your heart, he'll shine forth on your face. People know that there's something different about you. There's something about your countenance, Brother Terry. I don't know what it is when I'm around that person that I feel funny. Sister McGee and I, we live in a parsonage with a young lady that showed up. It was cold and blue blazes outside. She showed up on, on our doorstep and come through our doors, and she was messed up. But she knew where to come for help. I remember I went in the hospital room to visit her. And when I went in that room, she would not look up. She kept her head down. 
she began to cry. And I said, what's wrong? She said, I can't look at you. He said, why not? She said, because there's something glowing about you that I can't look at you. Because you know God and you're, you're in His presence and I just can't stand to look at you. You condemn me. It wasn't me that condemned her, but it was the God that I was serving that let her see her own sin. Come on, church. There's something shining forth in you that the world needs to see, and you can't keep it in the church. Come on. you got to take this thing on the outside of the church. Take it to your work. Take it to the grocery store. Come on. Take it to Walmart. You'll make an impression. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He'll shine through on your face. Moses could not hide it as a baby in a basket. Pastor brought it up this morning. Glory. Hallelujah. She looked down upon that baby. And she could see it was a goodly child. How did she know that? She was a, he was a goodly child. And she had compassion on him. Guess what? Years, umpteen years later, after he'd been to the backside of the desert, hallelujah, he was taking the children of Israel to the promised land. Hallelujah. And he'd been on the mountain. He's coming down carrying the tablets. And it showed up on his face again. Because he, he'd been in the presence of the Lord and the people couldn't look on his face and he had to put him a veil on. While he was talking to him, he had a veil on. Amen. But when he quit talking and went to, went, turned away from him, he took the veil off. You know why? Because there was a presence of God on him. Somebody needs to realize that you have something. Come on. Don't ever let the devil tell you that you don't have anything. Come on, there's something that shows up on your face when you walk into the, that place you work. Hallelujah. 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 I'm about to close. Stephen's face shined before the council right before they stoned him to death. They looked upon him like an angel. There was something that shined forth. And while they were stoning him to death, he looked up and began to praise God because he seen heaven opened. Oh, Jesus. What a testimony. That same glory is shining on the faith of those today who dare to put on his garment. You hear me? I said the same glory is shining on the faces of those today who dare to put on his garment. Just dare to do it. Just dare to be different. Glory. Moms, dads, grandmas and grandpas, don't give up. Protect your house. Put a guard at your door. Come on. Don't ever let the Bible lose place in your home. With your children, come on. Keep on reminiscing it. Oh, oh Glory. Don't let every prayer fade from your home. Come on, make a time of prayer. Come on, keep that time of prayer. 
I know there's hectic days sometimes when you may not get it together and it's you've been busy it's just been one of those days that you know I'm not saying that ever every time that you always get it in like like you want to but we need to pray if Sister McGee's had one of them days and I had one of those days it's been so busy when we lay down in our bed we grab each other's hand and we begin to pray and we seek God amen for our people that needs God hallelujah we seek the Lord for a good night's rest we seek him for our children glory hallelujah this altar is open you can stand tonight. thank you for listening If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.